You're listening to the Fantasy Football Astronauts. Welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy Football Astronauts. I'm your host today, Guy Fietti. You can catch me on Twitter at FF underscore Flavortown. With me, as always, is Jetpack Galileo. Jetpack Galileo, how are you, my friend? Oh, I'm doing well, man. It's good to be back. It's been a while. It's great to be back. It's been a while, but now is the time to kick off the Dynasty season, really. Oh yeah, and we've we've taken a little bit of time off. Uh, you've had fantasy nightcap nightcap to uh, kind of wet your whistle there, and uh, you know we've been we've been planning, we've been building, and we're excited to announce our draft breakdown film room. All of the players that we're talking about today, I did all of my scouting on our film room. Go to ffastronauts.com slash draft breakdown. Check that out. Um, it's really awesome. You can filter by draft year. Um, you can hit the 2021 class, 2022, 2023 classes. You can filter by position, player, and by their team. It's really awesome. Super helpful. It, it made watching film way faster and way easier than just searching throughout YouTube. Um, our guy Keeney, Ryan Keeney was instrumental in that. Uh, let me drop his Twitter handle in here. Um, he's RB, RB Keeney. Yep. RB Keeney, K E E N E Y, uh, uh, on Twitter. So at RB Keeney, go follow him. He's been unbelievable in setting this all up, um, coded everything for us, created this app. Um, just absolutely awesome. So we're using that today to break down some quarterbacks diving into the 2021 draft class. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll get into the sleeper uh, prospects and we'll get into some of the guys that maybe are a little bit further down. But for this initial series, we're going to we're going to focus on the top guys and tease out some of the top guys because there is so much time until the draft and so many players to get through Um that we want to kind of go through this systematically and make sure that that you have our opinions um, and, and our film and statistical analysis for all of these guys. Um, so yeah, we have we have quarterbacks today. Um, Jetpack, are you excited to talk about some quarterbacks? It, it, for me, it's the hardest position to scout. Yeah, I think so for sure. I, I mean, we can review kind of our notes on twenty twenty as well. Uh, oh yeah, some takeaways from that class. I thought that was a really interesting group. Um, and th- to me, this group, the, the 21, 21 group looks really, I mean, they're probably better. Uh, I think Yeah. at least the, the top five guys look really talented. Um, and I'm, I'm very impressed with this new crop here. Um, you know, Trevor Lawrence, of course, being the big name, but, uh, I think a lot of the other guys, the, they'll be right up there with him. Um, even though they don't have the same profile or carry the same, uh, you know, fame, um, guys like Zach Wilson, I'm in love with. So, oh um, yeah. Yeah. Very excited. Zach, Zach Wilson is my favorite guy to watch. I'm not saying he's the best quarterback, but he's he's been my favorite guy to just just purely watch as a football player. Um, and you know, there's there's Mac Jones, Trey Lance is super interesting. So today we're gonna hit um, Kyle Trask is a, a, another guy. So today we're gonna hit the the top five six guys and break them down and what makes them better and how we would rank them because I think I think if you have a personal preference there are definitely a couple different styles of quarterback um, although they're all decently mobile 
you have guys that are a little bit more run first, a little bit uh, better pocket passers than others. Um, so we'll, we'll break that down. Before we get any further, just want to do a quick shout out to our sponsor, FTN. Um, make sure you check them out. Uh, they have a super guide, a Super Bowl guide for sports betting for the upcoming Super Bowl. Um, that's only $19.99, and uh, you can easily make that back with their help. Um, so go on over to ftndaily.com um, and get their, their Super Bowl guide. Uh, use our code ASTRO10 for 10% off at checkout. Um, yeah, really, really great stuff they have over there. It's if you're, if you're into sports betting at all, there's only one game left in the NFL season and, uh, why not make the most of it? There's going to be so many different, uh, parlays, so many different <clears throat> DFS things that, that you can do with the Super Bowl. So, so go ahead and make the most of it. Head on over to ftndaily.com and use our code ASTRO10 at checkout. All right. Let's get into it. Let's look at last year because, um, and we can look at the the top couple guys, but uh, last year, I think we were pretty consensus that it was Joe Burrow at number one, Tua Tagovailoa at number two, and, and Justin Herbert at number three. Um, we were pretty spot on with that. And and Jalen Hurts came in around four or five. Was, was that um, pretty consensus for us, Jetpack? Yeah. 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 I mean, we're pretty standard, I think, with our thinking. Yeah, wasn't too contrarian, and I think the the big thing was um, you saw Joe Burrow absolutely dominate, um, and and then you saw Tua Tagovailoa break out at an early age, and Justin Herbert was a guy that you had a lot of question marks about, had a ton of potential, really great physical frame, but um, but just weren't sure how that that was going to translate. And honestly, I'd probably I'd probably bump. Herbert up a little bit, but I feel very good about how those turned out. It was a fairly simple, um, very simple evaluation process. This one I feel like is a little bit harder because there are guys that are much closer um, in in talent, and it's not the it's not the okay. Joe Burrow just won the Heisman, absolutely dominated everyone. Tua Tagovailoa has been like there. There were those clear tier breaks, and it was it was three different tiers where you had Burrow one, Tua two. And uh, and Herbert three pretty pretty across the board. Um, this one feels like there are a lot of people that have it broken down a lot of different ways. People like like us falling in love with Zach Wilson. Um, a lot of people have fallen in love with Trey Lance, and uh, and so this one feels a little bit trickier to tease out. And there there are going to be a lot different opinions based on your preference of play style. Um. So so yeah, I think we we nailed it pretty much. Um. For for last season, fairly fairly accurate there, but most everyone was. Well, yeah, I, I um, would say on on Justin Herbert, that's probably one of my bigger misses. Just be, I know I had him ranked three, and he ended up having the greatest rookie quarterback season probably ever um, in terms of fantasy, and so his his performance was uh, just phenomenal. And um, he was a guy that, although he was my third quarterback, kind of like everybody else, I was just down on him overall and I would have put him in a, a much lower tier and so um, just I, I thought that he is going to change my process a lot because what I saw coming out of Oregon was a guy who was built I mean 30% of his passes were off of screens he's getting a ton of yardage off of you know plays that are built into Oregon uh, where anybody can make them and so I wasn't too impressed with him because he didn't stand out in, in any way um, in, in regards to 
creating more consistency um, with downfield attacking. Um, it was more like, oh, he would take a shot every once in a while and he'd hit that. But most of his game was built on those screen plays. So, um, you know, to see him come out and perform so well with the Chargers really right away, as soon as he stepped on the field, I, I mean, that speaks volumes about who he is going forward. And I think he's, you know, locked in as a top 10 dynasty QB right now. Um, so yeah, just thoroughly impressed with him. And he's going to change my eval process a lot because now I have to take into a deeper context of what is the, what is the offensive system and his college program? What are they asking him to do versus what can he do or what is his upside? And so, um, even though we would look at Justin Herbert and say, Hey, he's not making a ton of difficult throws. That doesn't mean that he can't necessarily. And so for me, that's going to change a lot. And so I'm looking more specifically at, okay, can I tell who this guy is in terms of character? Can I tell basic traits um, and then try to dream up some upside or see how he might fit into an offense in the NFL? Yeah, and, and definitely fair on that. I think for for me, what the 2020 class will change is how I draft. Um, so I, I very clearly in my draft had Burrow and Tua early on, especially in, in super flex leagues, the one and two. Um, and then I had Herbert down a little bit further to where I was taking a couple running backs, a couple wide receivers over him. And especially in super flex leagues, understanding the importance of the quarterback position, because you saw that Terod Taylor was going to get the start, that they were going to ease Justin Herbert in. And so you kind of get enamored with the immediate production. Whereas if you have a position where you see the upside in a guy, it the, the positional scarcity and the positional importance um, kind of takes a little bit more pre- uh, preference for me than just talent at this point. So if I have guys that are, are close and there's a little bit more position scarcity, and right now I'm thinking um, Kyle Pitts, that position scarcity might push the player up my board just a little bit um, in the draft process. So it, it it's not necessarily going to change my evaluation of him and and what I'm looking for, but more of as I'm creating my tiers, as I'm creating my, my draft boards, the positional scarcity is going to play a, a bigger role into um, the, the players that I'm drafting early on. Um, so that's great, great point on, on that whole piece. Um, all right, let's, let's get into it. Let's, let's uh, talk Trevor Lawrence, um, the consensus number one overall pick uh, Spotrack or not Spotrack sports reference has him at six, six two twenty. I mean, just absolutely unbelievable uh, talent. I think he's lost something like eight games from high school all through college is it something like that it's it's absolutely ridiculous uh quarterback rating of over 150 every single year um started as a true freshman through for 3200 yards then 3600 yards and 3100 yards uh, i mean 30 36 24 touchdowns and, and this year he did all of that in only 10 games instead of 15 games just absolutely unbelievable talent statistics wise like has everything that that you want and uh and has been that guy for a while is there anything more and and what really sets trevor lawrence apart because for me he's he's absolutely unequivocally the number one quarterback in this class um and i think sure maybe you can make a case for uh like a justin fields if you want to but for me trevor lawrence is the the full package and and does everything is there any is there anything that this guy has that's a question mark for you yeah you know i wouldn't 
so I think there's same same kind of idea. There's questions about how much of it is related to the system and the talent that he's had at Clemson um, in terms of him being with T Higgins and being with Justin Ross when Justin Ross was healthy. And I, you know, in getting to watch him play with Amari Rogers and Cornell Powell and seeing him still do really well, I think that um, bolsters your confidence in him. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I think the most impressive thing about Trevor Lawrence was his freshman season and just coming in and mm-hmm. beating Alabama in the national championship. And I was able to go to that game and it was just bonkers to see them, you know, take down the evil empire uh, and, you know, behind this guy who's like a true freshman. And so he's been a legend really ever since. But um, yeah, that game always sticks out to me as far as um, about what is his mental makeup like, right? And how you get in these big moments and sometimes you don't know how these young kids are. And Trevor Lawrence has always uh, been able to carry that, that mental workload and the, you know, the weight of the big moment. Um, so yeah, big fan of him just as far as mental makeup for sure. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and stepping in as a a true freshman and being the leader that he was. And, um, I mean, you you talk about quarterbacks coming out of a a program and Deshaun Watson and Trevor Lawrence, like that, that program is just recruiting the right quarterbacks and breeding the right guys there. Um, excellent, excellent, uh, quarterbacks coming out of that system and pro ready quarterbacks too. Right. You, you look at Deshaun Watson, who granted was a stud, but he stepped in right away and had that same success. And you look at so you look at the track record of the quarterbacks coming out of the, the school recently from this program, from this system, and they step into the NFL really well. Um, yeah, it, for me, I don't have any question marks on him um, literally at all. The the big thing that I think he does really well is. uh I mean, a lot of things, but he, he progresses through reads, right? He doesn't really force the ball in. He doesn't stick to his, uh, his, his first read. He does a nice job and, and you can watch this on film as you watch his head going from play player to player, going from wide receiver to wide receiver. And especially in this 2020 season where he didn't have the same top end talent that he may have had before in a, a T Higgins, um, he has he has these these guys that are will be good but definitely not that that same uh, elite tier and he has to move through his reads a little bit better he has to find his guys he has a, a running back that doesn't like to pa- to catch passes um and, and so you have a quarterback that has more on him than other quarterbacks might more more on him than a, a Mac Jones who has two really really two first round wide receivers you know and um and so I, I watched him progress through his reads. I watched him be sneaky, uh, sneaky fast, right? He turned on the burners. Like you, you didn't expect him. You think Trevor Lawrence with the, with a great passer. And then all of a sudden he can run too when he needs to. Um, he's, he's still a pretty big bodied guy. Um, and so his, his progression through his reads when the first one wasn't there, he didn't force it. He made uh, he, he checked down and made the right play. Um, and then his ball placement, and this is a this is a big thing that I noticed with some of the guys. A lot of the guys can throw a great deep ball, but when you have a back shoulder fade that the ball is placed perfectly, where only your wide receiver can get it, or you're moving on the run and you're able to throw a, a pass where only your wide receiver can get it, you you lead the the wide receiver really well into an a window that wasn't open when you threw it, but opens as you throw it right that sort of a that sort of an anticipation 
is something that I think he possesses that other guys have the characteristics of and other guys have some of those traits, but he's the only one that I see that does it every single play and is, is very consistent with that. And I mean, he's not perfect, but he's, he's dang near perfect as a prospect. Yeah. One thing that stands out to me as far as, you know, something that's a little bit different than, than what I would have thought is that when you go back and you watch some of these games, it's interesting to see how they rely on, on getting him to the edge or rely on him running the ball a little bit more. And I think part of that is, you know, built into the offense of, okay, we like to mix this, this thread up. Um, but I think some of it is just to get him comfortable. And so they ended up relying on that a lot. And we saw that too, when um, they were behind in like the Ohio state game, they were less aggressive. And so he would end up, you know, running the ball a little bit more. And so, um, you know, just as far as what are they, you know, you kind of a question of, okay, what's, what are the implications of that? Um, but overall, just for fantasy, it's nice to see that he has the running talent and, and that's something that you're always looking for is do, does this guy have any dual threat ability? Uh, and it's nice to say, the top prospect uh, is not just a great thrower, but he he also has some versatility as a runner. So even though I think maybe they used some running to mask some, um, or at least get him involved in terms of like more confident or whatever, um, you know, I, I don't think that's going to knock him at all from a fantasy standpoint. No, absolutely. And you look at him and there are a couple different tiers of running quarterbacks. You have your Josh Allen, your Cam Newton, your Lamar Jackson, your um, Jalen Hurts. You have that sort of tier, but then you have the other guys that that do it, but it's not all that they do in their game. And I, I mean, I, I hesitate to lump Mitch Trubisky in there because this was one of the highlights, but uh, <laughs> Mitch Trubisky and Trevor Lawrence are similar type runners where you can run the read option with them, but that's yeah. not your go-to play. A Joe Burrow um, is a, a similar type athlete. A Justin Herbert is a similar type runner um, to these guys where they're good runners, but they're not run the run game isn't their primary um primary focus so um yeah definitely definitely like that about trevor lawrence um if he goes to the jaguars as we all expect him to um it it doesn't really bother me at all the the fact that he's going to an organization that has such a bad track record i i feel like he's just the again i go back to what we've learned over the past couple seasons is talent trumps situation and talent over the situation so you have one great wide receiver there in in dj chark really like dj chark there's not a whole lot else going on in that offense um pass catcher wise and so he's shown this year that he can make it work still even when he lacks those elite level pass catchers and so he has one of them in dj chark and not much after that but but that doesn't concern me at all and i feel like they'll use a lot of their draft capital to to surround him with players so um, yeah, Trevor Lawrence to, to Jacksonville feels, feels like a ton of fun for me. And I'm really excited to see him enter the league and, and continue to dominate. Yeah. Um, to, to get him paired up with urban Meyer. That's so exciting. Oh yeah. You know, I mean, that like, that's perfect. That everything that he could want, um, would be to, to, to have that opportunity to play with a guy who, uh, you know, took over the college game. Um, and so I, yeah, to, to get to see a team like the Jags, get a coach like this and then a player like this, uh, they could be a really exciting team because the Jags have always been, um, or they were a couple of years ago on the cusp of being something special. And then they blew it all up. But I, you know, I, I think it's easy to have high hopes as a Jacksonville fan right now. Um, yeah. Yeah. Guys got to be excited for sure. And I love the, the idea of, Hey, we get Trevor Lawrence in and that makes DJ Tark fantasy valuable. 
that makes right. LaVisca Chenault really valuable. Uh, oh, yeah. I hope Keelan Cole sticks around. I think Keelan Cole's got, you know, just in terms of Trevor Lawrence's having a third option or anything like that, Keelan Cole can play. Um, and, you know, so it, it's going to be a fun, fun team for sure. So, um, yeah, very excited for Trevor. And, and before we uh, move on to Justin Fields, think about what having a, a potent passing game is going to do to James Robinson. Oh, my word. Oh, like yeah. having to defend against something other than James Robinson, he's a, a, a top five running back locked in. And I completely forgot about LaVisca Chenault. I don't know how I did that. But but that offense is going to be a lot of fun to watch next year, I think. Um, Let's move on to Justin Fields, because for me, he's my number two quarterback right now. And it's it's for a similar reason. Um, But this is a guy that came in. He was the I believe he was actually won the MVP at uh, some of the elite 11 or yeah, elite 11 um, Nike camp or whatever that was uh, the opening. <clears throat> and he won the MVP over Trevor Lawrence um, went to Georgia. The unfortunate piece is we did not get to see him beat out Jake Fromm at Georgia. Um, he had to transfer, went to Ohio state, um, had a good, good year, 2019, um, little little uh weird year uh in 2020 but still posted excellent passer ratings um still still posted excellent stats and so um the the difference between Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence is Trevor Lawrence comes in and beats an incumbent Kelly Bryant and Justin Fields does not come in and beat an incumbent um Jake Fromm and granted they are different players but if but, but what I would have loved to have seen from, from Justin Fields and probably the thing that's knocking him down below Trevor Lawrence for me um, is that he had to transfer schools and, um, and and wasn't able to beat out a guy that's replacement level, backup level in the NFL. Um, again, just knocks him down to number two, not a huge red flag, but, but he would be in the conversation for number one for me had he kind of checked off that same freshman year dominance that Trevor Lawrence did. Um, what are your thoughts on Justin Fields? Where do you, where do you have him ranked jetpack? Yeah, I, I love him too. I mean, so the, the big game that stood out to all, you know, everybody who's watching was the, the win against Clemson where he beat out Trevor Lawrence head to head and, uh, you know, probably broke his ribs in the process. And just, I mean, what a gutsy performance, uh, you can hang your hat on, on that and just look at the guy and say, he's special beyond, uh, all of his physical talent and everything, you know that the mental makeup is there, right? And so just like when Trevor Lawrence beat it, beat Bama his freshman year, the, the, I kind of have that same value to what Justin Fields brought um, on the game that day. Uh, and so, you know, to me, that, that kind of stuff really stands out. And and in his game, he's versatile. He can do really everything you want. Um, so, yeah, I don't have any questions on him either. Both of these guys in the top two, it's like very simple. Um, they're good. <laughs> So yeah, very good. it's about evaluating landing spot and evaluating the, the rest of the talent of, of, you know, wherever they end up. Um, and the, the thing again with Justin Fields, he's pretty thick. He's six, three two twenty eight. So he's, he's a thick dude. Um, and yeah, gutsy, gutsy performance against Clemson. Um, you could tell he was hurting really bad. Um, like th- those rib injuries are rough and you could tell that he was hurting really bad against Clemson. Um, but still, Still had a, a really good game, led him to a victory, and uh, and yeah, was loved to absolutely love to see that. And he's been phenomenal. Like he's not, he's been someone who's had an unbelievable, um, 
unbelievable completion percentage at 70%, um, hovering right at, at that 70% through I don't know, three interceptions as a sophomore, six as a junior. So you're getting the double digit touchdowns and, and not a ton of interceptions. Love that is passer rating was in the one seventies, one eighties. I mean, all of the, all of the analytics say this is someone that you should love sophomore year breakout. All the analytics say this is someone you should love. And it, it really is a no brainer for me with him at quarterback too. Everyone else has, has some question mark. And I don't think Justin Fields has any of those question marks. He's, he's another one of those guys where, and we'll get to my, my third tier of quarterbacks. Um, he's, he's another one of those guys that progresses through his reads, doesn't just lock on to a, a player. He, you can watch his head and, and there was one play against, um, who, who was I just watching? There was one play against, um, oh, it was in the national championship where he's, you, you watch him drop back, get under pressure, and then he's climbing the pocket. And as he climbs the pocket, he's still progressing through his reads. Um, and a lot of the guys, as they progress through the pocket or as they step up in the pocket, they lock onto their guy and they just let it rip whether or not it's the right decision. And so you you see certain plays where he's under pressure and as he's under pressure, he's still processing information that's in front of him. He's not getting locked onto his guy. He's not making bad decisions under, under pressure. Um, so I loved to see that. And just like... Trevor Lawrence, he's throwing to, he's leading guys open. He's throwing them open. He's not necessarily waiting for them to get open to let go of the ball. Um, last note on on Fields and Lawrence, both I love both of their release time. Um, nice, nice, uh, kind of concise throwing motions. Um, big fan of of how they throw the ball as well. Uh, and, and another guy that he didn't have like that alpha wide receiver this year. Um, I know we loved, we all loved Olave and, um, you love Trey Sermon, but he didn't have that alpha guy. He was, he was leading the team. He was the one that, that took the, um, the weight of the team and, and took the wins on his shoulders. Um, so, so absolutely love to see that out of Justin Fields locked and loaded at my number two. And I, I would argue for him at one, had he gone into Georgia and beat out Jake from like, I thought he could have. Um, so Again, nothing, nothing to knock against Justin Fields, but he is—he's locked in at my number two quarterback there. Um, do you think he lands on the Jets? Do you think the Jets take that opportunity and, and draft him, or, or um, do the Jets pass up that opportunity? Because for me, it's—it's it's a trade Sam Darnold and draft Justin Fields type option. Yeah, I—I I mean, I don't think that Mike Lafleur would be opposed to keeping Sam Darnold. Um, but I, yeah, I mean, you have the opportunity to reset the entire franchise and you got right. Robert Sala in and Michael Fur. it's very exciting to get, you know, a successful Niners crew, um, on board and you might as well just kick it off fresh. I, I'm not a Sam Darnold hater and we've all seen plays where he just does something amazing. Um, but a lot of times the rest of the game, he's, he's not doing anything special and, right. um, they really do have a, a high potential wide receiver group. Um, yes. And so I, you know, I wouldn't necessarily bother waiting um, on Sam Darnold. Uh, they, I think we've heard trade rumors about Deshaun Watson going to New mm-hmm. York. I think that would definitely uh, mix it up. 
but oh, um, yeah, yeah I've, right now I have Justin Fields penciled in at um, going to going to the Jets and, and being pretty excited about that. So he'd be my number two in that situation um, overall. And I really like the the makeup of their wide receiver room is very solid, right? It's not like you have uh, it's not like you you have some bum wide receiver room. You have a good slot guy in Jamison Crowder um, that will likely be there in 2021. Um, you have a a great who will be a, a second year player in Denzel Mims. I think they can they can develop him pretty well. And Brashad Perriman, and I'll I'll have to check his um, his contract but Brashad Perriman's another wide receiver who's a great athlete and so you're just putting good athletes around Justin Fields and the running back position something that uh I think is obviously a question mark but they should be able uh Brashad Perriman is is out of there this year um so just saw that but even still Jamison Crowder Denzel Mims um two two good pass catching options to options Braxton that Berrios should... there? um yeah i believe so let's, let's... well <laughs> that's the key <laughs> that is that is the key braxton barrios was a, a fun waiver ad yes. this season um and yes it looks like braxton barrios is there one more year so oh, perfect. yeah so absolutely stellar you, you got a loaded loaded uh wide receiver room and and yeah so i'm justin fields there i would if I'm if I'm the Jets, I'm looking to trade Sam Darnold because he still can yield you something. There's there with the, the new retirements, there are plenty of teams that will give you something, and you can just get a complete reset, um, a little bit less than the Josh Rosen because Josh Rosen obviously was uh, was failed every every place he went. Sam Darnold has shown some success. Sam Darnold has shown um, that that he can do some things pretty well he can upset uh, the rams he can upset the rams late in the season oh, exactly and <laughs> yeah. uh and blow the shot at at trevor lawrence but <laughs> right. you know maybe that's maybe that's part of it to show yeah. hey our yeah. guy uh our guy can can pull off a, a big upset win you should <laughs> trade for him um savvy there but but yeah i i feel like justin fields to the jets it makes a lot of sense um all right cool now we get into the uh, territory where there's a lot of different debate. And for me, it was fairly easy. Um, for me, these next couple guys, and we're going to go in oh, yeah, me the too. order of... Me too. Uh, we're going to go in the order of my my yeah. uh, rankings, but but I know that this is going to be hotly debated, these next four guys. Um, definitely the next three, and probably you'll you'll find people as they get bored on Dynasty Twitter to, to throw the fourth one in. Um but this is where you'll see most of the argument, and this is where I see just a lot more. It's still fairly clear cut for me, and for for several reasons. But but each guy has things that they do well, and now is where you get to the the place where what is your preference as a player? Because you have three, you have really four different types of players, and each guy is completely completely different, um, with the exception of Mac Jones and Kyle Trask being. The, the most similar um, but but each guy does things uh, differently and so now it's a what's your preference at quarterback because that's going to uh, that's that's gonna have a, a big play a big factor in how you rank these guys and then um, just for me what their what their processing looks like um, so let's get into it Zach Wilson BYU quarterback 
Um, 6'3", 210, so still a good-sized guy. Um, at Didn't play uh, – or sorry, he, he played uh, nine games as a freshman, nine games as a sophomore, and he played pretty well, right? He's, he's throwing for uh, mid-60s completion percentage, passer rating 157, 130, not like – the uh, not like the other guys where you you have the 170 180s just across the board, but but fairly consistent, um, good quarterback play freshman and sophomore year, and then 2020 absolutely breaks out all over the place, um, t- destroys the competition at a 196.4 quarterback rating, um, which I believe is uh the highest out of all of the guys um that we'll mention today oh sorry nope mac jones did beat him just barely but but a 196 quarterback rating um again all of the analytics are there except for the early breakout he broke out as a junior definitely um but you didn't see the same dominance as a as a freshman as a sophomore that you did with these other guys um and that's probably why he's not in that upper tier. Now he is the most fun for me to watch, and uh, I know he is for you too. And and um, I'm not going to make the the comparison to Pat Mahomes, oh. right? I don't I don't think he's Pat Mahomes, <laughs> you're right? Not, yeah, you're not allowed to, but you could. No, but <laughs> but I think I think this is this is the same reason you liked Pat Mahomes is yes. the the reason you like Zach Wilson, right? Yeah. I'm in Tell love me. with Zach Wilson. Yes. I, oh my gosh! I, he can do everything you ask, and yeah, exactly what you're talking about. The same way that you love a guy like Mahomes for his like ability to improv and his aggressiveness, and the way that he sees the field and just decides, yeah, I'll just do whatever the heck I want. Uh, I mean, it's there that that's unlocks something different, right? So many of these guys work within structure and they're good at operating a plan and. Um, you know, but what do they do when the plan breaks down or what do they do when their receivers aren't making plays? And Zach Wilson has the ability to basically control the entire field and do whatever he wants um, in, in a way that I feel like um, is unique to this class. Um, and part of that might be the level of competition. And that's really why, um, you know, there, there's a question mark, because if he was doing this um, in the ACC or he was doing this in the Big Ten, then I wouldn't have any questions about him being the number one quarterback, um, right. even if he didn't win. Oh, a national absolutely. Game. And so, you know, you know, like, oh, he's putting up great stats against UTSA. Um, as good as the Roadrunners are, you know, I'm not, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not necessarily uh, impressed to to the same extent. But um, to me, if again we're talking about traits, right, and not about what did a guy do with the offense that he had or whatever, or what did he do against X competition, but just pure traits, he could easily be your your QB one because yes, mentality is there. Um, creativity is fantastic. Oh my gosh! Um, just in the way arm, that he, I love his arm strength. Yeah, I mean, he'll he'll he's willing to throw across his body all the time gosh, um, on the run, and so that gives you the ability to ta- to attack anywhere on the field at any time. And so for me, he's he's the most exciting quarterback in this class. And if he like, my dream would be that somehow the Niners traded up and got him. I don't know how you know if that's possible because he'll probably go three overall, three or four overall, but. Um, <sighs> You know, that like for me, Zach Wilson is the guy that I'm most excited about. And so when I look at fantasy tiers, right, he's the guy where if I'm going to take a quarterback, I'll take Zach Wilson because he's not going to cost me as much as Trevor or Justin. 
and there's going to mm-hmm. be a little bit of muddying there. And someone might go Trey Lance, who I don't hate, but somebody might go Trey Lance before him. And so I, Zach Wilson might be the best value in this draft. Just like Justin yeah. Herbert was the best value in last draft. If you bet big on Herbert, you, you made a huge win. I think Zach Wilson gives me those same same vibes. Yeah, and I mean, he's not making it out of the top eight picks. So you got you have Atlanta, you have uh, Detroit, and you have Carolina. One of those three teams is going to draft him. Um, so the Niners would probably have to move up from 12 to get there. Um, but, I mean, he's he's absolutely electric. And I I couldn't stop watching his film. There, are, I, quarterback's, a hard, quarterback's a hard position for me. And it's like, oh, okay. A lot of these guys, how how many how many um, touchdown passes can you watch from a clean pocket? You know, how many deep balls can you watch? And then you put Zach Wilson on, and you're like, oh my gosh, he's running around. Oh my god, well he just they just did a design quarterback run, and he juked someone out, and he tried a spin move, and oh my gosh, he's rolling to his left and then throwing back across his body to the right and just letting it rip. And he's got a very lively arm. He's got a, a pretty solid deep ball, and he does not. He will make attempts that other guys won't right and i love the gutsiness on him he's gonna make he's going to make pass attempts that other guys won't not that the other guys can't make those those same plays but pat mahomes is going out there and making throws that most people are like why on earth would you attempt that right right yeah Yeah, and and zach wilson is doing the same type of thing again this is not a patrick mahomes comparison this is a when you're when you're looking at guys what are they doing? What's exciting about them? What what about their their processing? What about their um, their approach to the game is different? And Zach Wilson is a playmaker and just loves to loves to run around, loves to roll out, loves to throw on the run. Is very good at throwing on the run, but then is also very accurate from a clean pocket. Just just like the other guys, it's not like he's he's out there botching clean pockets. He's making those plays. He's stepping up. He's, he's climbing the pocket. And again, and I keep coming back to this because this was a very, um, this was a very drastic difference for me. And I, I paid attention to it a lot more this year after some conversations that we had last year. And as I was evaluating his processing through his reads, when you have guys that lock onto a player, you, you can't, you can't fathom that they are, processing the defense and that they're reading the defense they've predetermined their their read and they stayed with that guy and they they threw the ball to him regardless of whether he was open or not um and a lot of these quarterbacks have have such strong arms or or playing bad teams or whatever that the player becomes open and the the result of the play is good but you didn't see the same processing if you if you watched and saw that the, the actual throw shouldn't have been there Zach Wilson, you watch him process again, just like Trevor Lawrence, just like Justin Fields. You watch him get out there and process the game differently than a lot of these quarterbacks. When he's on the run, he's making reads. When he's when he's climbing the pocket, he's checking down or he's making reads and 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 actually reading the defense. And the thing that I liked that that he did, he manipulates defenders with his eyes pretty well. And, and so he'll look off and then come back and, and snap his head to the receiver that he wants to throw to. I, I think I saw a no look pass in there. Um, it was something that was, that was close to it at least where he was definitely not definitely, definitely not tracking his wide receiver and, and giving a bead to the defense of where he was throwing the ball. Um, but just a super exciting guy that, 
that you watch him play the game and you know that he's doing something different than the other guys are doing. Yeah, I I love it. If he, So, okay, you put him on the Panthers with Joe Brady and DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson, he might be my quarterback one. Oh, my gosh. Give him, give him Curtis Samuel, Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. That, that oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I, I think that, also he's a better runner than Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, and I don't know if you saw this the other day, but my, my pro comp to him is Kyler Murray. He, he runs, and yeah. and obviously, obviously Kyler Kyler looks like uh, uh, his his little legs move very quickly. But the the way they run the ball, and not not uh, how how short their legs are or whatever, the way they run the ball is very similar, even down to how they they hold the ball while they're running. They they both have arrogant hands. They're not necessarily tucking it and running like a lot of these guys are. They're running, and they're they're dynamic while they're running they have that that, those arrogant hands as they're running and they're making jukes they're they're spinning they're they're actually setting guys up as a runner and not just running because that was the play call yes yeah very sassy (laughs) oh gosh i'm gonna go watch more of him yeah Uh, yeah i'm I'm definitely gonna go watch more he might be my favorite player i like it but yeah i i i would agree with that he's the only person where i talk about them and i get like excited you know that he's the only person where i talk i talk about it and i get juiced up every other every other player is like yeah they're good yeah this guy's good yeah this guy has flaws and zach wilson definitely has his flaws definitely has his his questions but when you when it comes down to just watching him play easily the most exciting player easily so even down to his headband what what is his what does his headband set say any team any time oh love it <laughs> rocking with that oh gosh yeah, stud, absolutely. Stud. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, all right, let's talk about Trey Lance because uh, similar question marks. Um, he's coming out as a uh, sophomore uh, from North – oh, sorry, uh, junior as well from North Dakota State. Uh, he doesn't – they don't have his uh, senior year stats on sports reference, um, and I was didn't have time to, to grab those off of uh, North Dakota State's um, website, but – Again, sophomore breakout, uh, passed for twenty seven hundred yards, pretty pretty solid across the board as a sophomore. Um, and then junior year, did he throw? I, I think he threw zero interceptions. Yeah, yeah. zero interceptions <laughs> as a sophomore. And did he throw zero interceptions again as a junior? Oh, he so as a junior, he only played one game. He played against. Oh, Central that's Arkansas. right. Yeah, yeah, um, that's right. Which is in the film room. Don't worry, we have it. Um, uh, <laughs> But yes, yeah. Um, how many touchdowns did he did he have? His he had 28, 28 touchdowns, zero interceptions. Yeah, it's unheard of. Yeah, incredible. So, not Again, even the fresh- great. Not even the great Carson Wentz. That's true. Fre- freshman year, he did throw uh, one attempt, and he had one completion for twelve yards, giving him a two hundred point eight passer rating. Impressive. So even even in his one attempt as a freshman, he did not throw an interception. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's, uh, is that better than Mac Jones this year? Uh, what did, no. You said Mac was 196 or something. Mac Jones is 203.1. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. That's wild. And that's wow. inflated. That's a little bit inflated because you're throwing to the Heisman winner. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, it's the SEC. Right. Oh, it's, it's, don't get me wrong. It's phenomenal. He threw for 4,500 yards 
41 touchdowns, four interceptions, and a 203 passer rating. Don't get me wrong. It's that that stat line is unbelievable. Yeah, it's absolutely unbelievable. Wow. Yeah. Okay, yeah. But let's, okay, let's back to, back to, Trey, back to Trey Lance. Lance. Um, so Trey Lance, uh, pretty pretty good size quarterback, 6'4", 226. And his, where he really makes his money is rushing the ball. Uh, his sophomore year, he had 169 rushing attempts for 1,100 yards and 14 touchdowns. Like that's where, that's the type of quarterback that he is. He's closer, he's closer to Josh Allen. That would be, that would be my best comparison for him. Um, he, he's a, a Josh Allen type player, not as, not as risky, uh, as Josh Allen, not as, uh, not as, as just kind of don't care as Josh Allen, um, little bit more poised, but again, you have a rushing quarterback that happens to throw a really good deep ball. And that's, that's, I mean, that's the obvious comparison is Josh Allen there. I don't love Trey Lance as a passer and it's hard to argue with, with, uh, 28 touchdowns, zero interceptions. I I understand that. I don't love him as a passer. He's playing against a a, a subpar defenses, sub below, below average defenses in, uh, in D one double a, and no, no knock on his stats, but like you have to take that with a grain of salt now that he threw 28 interceptions and still had to rush for 1,100 yards to get those those wins. And um, so you're you're looking at a different type of quarterback. And I I didn't like the way he processed uh, pass plays, locked onto one guy, and within within a, a half a second from the snap, I knew. If he was throwing the ball, I knew who he was throwing it to um, just based on on watching his film. A lot of the times it was a deep ball and he throws a beautiful deep ball, probably the best deep ball in this class. Um, and and so I, I really do love aspects of his game. I don't like his processing um, and I, I just really didn't like a, a, a lot of his nuance to his game, right? I uh, uh, love the Konami code quarterback love the the rushing quarterback for fantasy football don't love um don't love him as a quarterback just yet he could prove me wrong he could be a a better processor um than i saw on film but time and time again i was waiting for him to make a read waiting for him to um check down not just to a running back and it didn't happen anytime he had a check down it was likely he was just going to run the ball and so that was my biggest knock on him at North Dakota State was his ability to process um, and, and his locking onto wide receivers. Have you watched a ton of film on him yet? Yeah, I'd agree with you. For me, the the comparison would be more Cam Newton. Um, yeah, because he's yeah he's he's a run first kind of guy in terms of you know his his value to you. Um, and I don't know that we'll ever see a bully like Cam Newton with 14 rushing touchdowns in the NFL um, in the same way, or that Trey Lance is that guy. Um, but as far as, you know, question marks of, can he move to the next level as a passer? Um, you just, you don't know, you haven't seen that yet. And so that puts him in that Cam Newton category for me, where most of his upside fantasy wise is going to be attached to his, his legs. Absolutely. And I yeah. think, um, I think he's, he's, he definitely has the option to go the late career Cam Newton, but he also has the option to move to the the Josh Allen. Um, I, I don't think that's outside of his range of outcomes. If he if he gets a good wide receiver and if he does make those steps, 
um, improving in those areas, he definitely can have that top 10, top five upside because of his rushing floor. Um, and because of how good his deep ball is, it's just not going to be year one. I'm, I'm not expecting him to see if he does start for a team. Um, it will surprise me, but even if he does start for a team, I'm not expecting him to have that Justin Herbert type rookie season where all of a sudden all these question marks just go away and, and it turns out he's a stud. Um, I'm, I'm expecting much more of a Mitch Trubisky type progression where maybe he, maybe he does, maybe he doesn't get it done. And like, it's, it's the, the Mitch Trubisky Cam Newton side, or it's the Josh Allen side. And you're going to end up with one of those two guys. And I just see the, the potential for Mitch Trubisky as too real. And so I had to knock him down past the uh the the other guys um i could not a lot of people have him at the qb2 some have him as their qb1 and i just there's no way there's no way at all i can get there yeah he can make all the throws and yeah that's big right um there's a lot of guys who are limited in that way he is so he has no limitations on his upside right it's all about mental processing and and it really you know that's one of those things where you get in there and as soon as you see it you say this guy is a buy, but a lot of times, um, you know, it's, it's safer to say, Oh, I don't have the confidence to put him in my top three. Right. And right. I think that's a very reasonable take, you know, regardless of where you're at. Right. right. Um, so the upside is definitely there, but, um, yeah, I'm not, not in my top three, not going to touch the top tier for me. No. And, and you can, uh, same thing that happened with Josh Allen. He can be a starting quarterback. You can still acquire him cheap because it took two, three years for Josh Allen to break out. And, Everyone, everyone that bought him last year because you saw the progression happening reaped the benefit. Like he was the best value quarterback going into year three. Same thing could happen with, um, same thing could happen with Trey Lance. Is you see him make that progression, or conversely, you see him not make the progression, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, now I have a, a Mitch Trubisky on my hands, where maybe I get a couple good games out of him, but. I didn't have to pay up that that top tier quarterback to get him. Um, so yeah, Trey Lance, Trey Lance, number four for me. Mac Jones maybe uh, he's at number five. Mac Jones maybe jumps ahead of him, but I think Trey Lance's rushing floor uh, and rushing upside really gives me gives him the edge over Mac Jones for me. Um, and not not saying anything against Mac Jones again. I think the the again his stats this year were absolutely incredible. Um, and he's been solid when he's played, uh, in 2019, he, he was solid, a 186 quarterback rating, um, uh, 14 touchdowns, three interceptions in the 11 games that he played, uh, passed for 1500 yards. So you're getting another good quarterback in Mac Jones, but he is significantly more limited physically, um, than, than Trey Lance is. And I think having Devonta Smith there bailed him out, having Najee Harris, um, really bailed him out and and Jalen Waddle again bailed him out because he had these elite playmakers where all he had to do was put the ball in their area and and they would make plays and so I watched a lot of Mac Jones and in the big games it didn't look like Nick Saban trusted him to make those throws it was oh hey let's throw a swing pass to Devonta Smith oh hey let's let's uh dump the ball off let's design let's scheme open Najee Harris so that we can we can have Mac Jones make an easy throw. There there wasn't the same asked of him 
as there were the other guys. And that's that's a big piece of, as I was watching the film, that's a big piece of uh, of the problem that I saw there is there wasn't, he wasn't called upon to be the same kind of great as the other guys. Does that make sense? Yeah, I feel you there. I, you know, it's um, with the, the national championship game, they scored most of their touchdowns off screens. I mean, I think he had one one or two deep passes to Devonta that were pretty significant. Um, but yeah, it's not like they were asking him to do much, um, you know, in terms of carrying the team. Like it was all work end around screens or whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, overall, I, I like the guy a lot. And so he'd be a solid five for me. I'm, I have him ahead of Trask. I'm pretty comfortable with, with Jones there. Yeah. His So his 203 passer rating, that's better than Joe Burrow's last year, uh, wow. 202. And but Tua Tagovailoa, he his was he had two oh six last season, so um, you know that's a it's a it's a machine over there yeah. in Alabama. But yeah, I think passer friendly offense. Yes, for sure. I, I do appreciate Mac Jones though. I think he can be um, he can play. Um, it's just a matter of you know what's the what's the upside compared to these other guys. It's it's a lot smaller. So um, he'll stay at five, and I don't think he'll pass Trey Lance for me. No, and yeah, the the only thing that's keeping Trey Lance ahead of him is the rushing upside for me. Like the the physical tools are what's keeping Trey Lance ahead of Mac Jones because I think going into the NFL, Mac Jones is a more NFL ready quarterback than Trey Lance will be. Um, but he might not improve to the point where he's he's going to be a better player than um, Trey Lance. Um, so so yeah, I, it's. He's a guy that I feel like you could put him in most any offense and uh, and have some success there. He could definitely find a, him, his way into a starting role. Uh, I don't see him necessarily being drafted to be the starter. He, he, he could get a first-round grade. He probably will get a first-round grade. But I'm looking at these teams, and I'm like, man, is he... Is he good enough to beat out Jimmy Garoppolo? Is he good enough to beat out Nick Foles? Is he good enough to beat out Teddy Bridgewater? You know, like, I'm not sure. And and if they put the first-round draft capital into him, yeah, okay, maybe you see the writing on the wall there. But in comparing him to the guy that is the, the current quarterback on the team, there aren't a ton of guys where I'm like, yes, Mac Jones is going to step in and immediately be better than the guy on this roster. And that's where, I'm, that's where I think... Um, he has a chance to be a starter, but he doesn't. He doesn't make me excited. He doesn't. He doesn't do anything for me uh, as as a, a, an NFL quarterback, other than have a a fairly decent floor as a as a replacement guy. So, Mac Jones, it's, yeah. it helps when you have <laughs> Jalen Waddle and, and Devonta Smith and Najee, and you know, and last year you have Jerry Judy, and you know, it's. Henry Ruggs it's 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 easy when you have four first round draft picks and then in one season and then two first round draft picks the next season it's it's fairly easy to throw the ball um, <laughs> when you have those types of guys you know yeah yeah well so you know the guy that I think of that when he lost his receivers he got absolutely shellacked was Kyle Trask um, yes and when he was out uh Tony and Grimes and, and Pitts and they were not there for him um, he threw three picks right away. I mean, it's just, just, you know, pretty sad is like seeing, seeing a guy just left all alone. And I don't know that it was necessarily his fault. I'm not really going to knock him for that game. Um, 
because he's he was he was throwing some good balls and these guys are just dropping it um so yeah but tell me about kyle trask and what what how would you differentiate uh trask and jones um what, what's separating those two guys and then do you see how much upside do you see with trask um yeah and i think uh i think a little bit of what happened there in the the tier break for me was again same thing he and both these guys mac and trask lock onto their guy for the most part aren't making a ton of reads um a lot of it was the the decision making for trask where i'm like why did you throw that ball? It didn't, the, the negative outcome didn't happen, but it could have and should have. Um, and so I didn't love that with Trask. And granted, he threw for almost 4,300 yards this year, um, 43 touchdowns, eight interceptions, like phenomenal stat line. So all you, all, all the analytics guys that are looking at him, like, oh, he, he balled out as a junior or as a senior, rather. That's that, that has some, uh, some weight to it. He played fairly well as a junior that has some weight to it um in the sec and that's that that is true but but he's not a very athletic quarterback um and he's i don't know it it was his ball wasn't pretty leaving his hand right and so when trevor lawrence throws the ball when justin fields throws the ball that's a pretty ball when when uh, uh zach wilson throws the ball it looks electric popping out of his hand right kyle trask it's just like uh all right it got there and I'm, I'm, you know, I I wasn't just excited watching the ball pop out of his hand, um, locked onto Kyle Pitts a ton, uh, Kadarius Tony, a ton. And just another one of those guys, there's, there's next to no rushing floor and his, there wasn't anything that stood out where I'm like, yes, this guy excels in this area. He's, he's a replacement level, quarterback for me that happened to have a, a really good senior year um he did do he did do well uh in in the sec but uh, again he's locking onto his wide receivers he's not showing great decision making um and he's not th- throwing as pretty of a ball as as mac jones is mac jones throws a, a a pretty ball he is the ball looks nice coming out of his hands and so the separation is the decision making and the uh the the, the way the ball leaves his hand Oh, and and uh, sorry, real quick, um, jumping back to Trey Lance, something that I, f- I forgot to bring up. Trey Lance has a very long throwing motion. So when I'm, I'm looking at these guys, I'm looking, what does their throwing motion look like? And so um, watching the ball come out of their hand, that's something where you look at the throwing motion and you you see, is this a guy that, that looks good throwing the ball? Is this a natural quarterback throwing motion? And Kyle Trask's ball didn't look good leaving his hand. Um, just the same same way that Trey Lance has a long throwing motion. You're looking at that sort of a th- thing when you're seeing what does the ball look like coming out of his hand. So that that's what I had there. Yeah, I think for the most part, this class is more mechanically sound in terms of release time and that kind of stuff. Um, and so I, I've been impressed with that, right? Most yeah. of these guys... Like I'm watching Trask right now, and he it comes out quick, right? It's just not the, it doesn't have the same zip, um, right? But as far as like it, you know, there's no Sam Darnold type motions here. There's no right. Blake Bortles type motions here. Um, you know, Trey Lance, I think his is built in a little bit because he just doesn't pass a ton, or he's not required right. to pass into tight windows as much. Um, right. But he's got yeah. a long winding one. Right. Yeah. But but overall, it's not like we're you know dropping the ball and circling all the way around or anything like that. Um, right. 
So what, so did you do any fascial tension studies on these guys? Um, I, I did watch their back foot. Um, yeah. and it, it was interesting. I actually watched Pat Mahomes, um, with his turf toe and you could see that the way he was planting and throwing off his back foot was different. And he has such a good arm talent in this that, that it didn't affect him too much, but you could absolutely see that he wasn't driving off that toe. Um, and, uh, so, so some of these guys I'm, I'm looking and seeing how, how do their feet look under them? How, what does their hip torque look like? Um, and the, the twitchier guys tend to have better, um, better foot mechanics, better foot movement, better, better torque coming out of their lower half. Um, Trey Lance has a very strong arm. Um, Zach Wilson has a very twitchy lower half, a very, very fascially tense lower half. And so um, I, I'm looking at the difference between those two guys. I think they both throw a really good deep ball. Um, but I think Trey Lance is a lot from his upper body, doesn't have the greatest uh, uh, foot placement, drives a little bit more off his heel than than the ball of his foot and, and where I would love to see the fascial tension. Um, whereas a guy like Trevor Lawrence, a guy like Justin Fields, a guy like Zach Wilson, they all have that torque in their hip and they're driving from their hip. So they're getting a lot more uh, uh, pop on that ball and, and it's coming from their lower half. It's coming from that, that drive from their foot up through their glute. And um, I have yet to see how this correlates to um, fantasy points, but it does, you know, it's, it's actually the most, it, it's the most important. It's definitely something that, that I, I pay attention to is what, what do their feet look like? What does their foot look like as they're, driving out of uh driving into a throw rather what does their back foot look like and um zach wilson again was the guy that that popped out to me the most as having that like very obvious um lower half power and that very obvious lower half torque trevor lawrence justin fields both have that as well um but it wasn't that same just go just go watch zach wilson and watch his his lower half and watch him um, just, just uncork on one of these throws and you'll see, and just watch his feet. All you have to do is watch his feet and you'll know what I'm talking about. Like, um, let's go, we're going to, so right now we're going to go to the draft breakdown film room. And, um, what comes up is Zach Wilson. Uh, the first video is 2020 UTSA and, um, just going in watching uh, at, at 55 seconds. I just picked picked a random play. 55 seconds. He throws a really good deep out. And what you're what you're watching is okay, he's he's play action. He progresses through. He actually hits his second read and as he's stepping into the throw, he's planting from his uh he's planting from his, the the ball of his foot and his toe and his knee, his back knee is actually driving towards the uh towards his target already and so it's it's a ton of power coming from his lower half his lower half is just totally torqued and his upper half just follows um now i, I learned this i i watched uh jeff christensen he's pat mahomes quarterback mitch trubisky's quarterback and i watched some of his coaching points and that was that was one of the the things that he coached um, was for these guys to to have that the ball of their foot on the ground, not their heel on the ground, and that the torque coming from their foot and their hip that was 
that was a, a big piece of how they got their power, how they got their accuracy, and how it was a consistent pass. Um, now you contrast that with a uh, with, with a, a Trey Lance, and he's fine, but he's relying a lot on his upper half. So he throws a strong ball. He's got got good bounce in his step, but his his torque is coming from a flat back foot. It's not a a coiled and loaded back foot. If that for for all the listeners, if if that makes sense, um, he's he's throwing a little bit more off a flat foot, and I don't hate that. It's not the worst. He's not gonna. It doesn't mean he's going to fail. I'm just looking at the small nuances and how Zach Wilson has these small physical nuances where where I love his throws. Um, Trey Lance still gets a ton of a ton of hip torque. I'm not saying he doesn't do that, but he relies a lot more on his upper body strength than he does his lower body strength where some of these other guys just just drive straight from their foot up up um, through their arm yeah zach wilson so. is like a viper and yes. and trey lance is like <laughs> is like an rpg or a yes. bazooka, right that's <laughs> you exactly know, like, you have to load it up and it's just an absolute cannon right um but but wilson is i mean he'll snipe you he's uh, a stinger missile Oh yeah, so th- yeah, that was Zach my, Wilson. My comparison there. Yes, I, that's that's a great comparison. And there's um, gosh, he's don't I, don't I'm be surprised him. when Zach Wilson ends up my QB one. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and here's the thing: is yeah, when when so when when Jetpack told me about Pat Mahomes, he goes. Yeah, yeah, Mr. Trubisky, I see why guys have him. He may be the most pro-ready, whatever. Deshaun Watson, yeah, he won the the national championship, Heisman, da, 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 whatever. Yeah, great. You know that you know that those guys are are getting looked at by these teams. But Pat Mahomes is the and I think verbatim what Jetpack said is Pat Mahomes has the best college film I've ever watched, or like he's he's the He's my favorite quarterback. He's the best. He's the best college quarterback I've ever had the chance to watch. The most upside ever. And when Jetpack said that, he's like, "Yeah, I'm not. I'm not taking him number one necessarily. Although he is probably going to be the best." Um, but he ended up being spot on. He was like, "Yeah, this this guy is this guy's legit." And so now when I'm watching these these quarterbacks, that's the same. That's the same kind of tone that I'm hearing him talk about Zach Wilson as he was Pat Mahomes. That's the same kind of energy that I feel watching Zach Wilson um, is that just, man, this guy's electric. I I, I just want to watch more of him. Yeah. I think we learned a valuable lesson uh, from Mahomes in that if you really think that he is, (laughs) he's the best quarterback ever, which I did um, then man, just invest, invest, just go for it. Yeah. yeah, And very exciting. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's incredibly exciting. And, uh, just, I mean, just continuing to watch the Zach Wilson film, he's absolutely throws the ball from the the ball of his foot, regardless of where he is. If I, the the place where you can notice this this type of thing the most is when quarterbacks have to jump and throw. How accurate are they? Because if they're throwing from a flat back foot, they're they're not going to have that same base. They're not going to have that same consistency if they have to jump and throw. If they're they're being hit and they have to throw. If you watch Zach Wilson throw on the run, if you watch Pat Mahomes, Kyler Murray, all these guys throw on the run, 
they're still incredibly accurate because of how they use their lower half. And that's exactly Zach Wilson um, to a T. So Kyler Murray's my comp there. Um, and I, I really think that's a good comp. And I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he was as good or better than Kyler. You know, I'm not, I'm not saying he will be, but that absolutely wouldn't surprise me if he was, if he ended up being the the best quarterback. Cause his, his ceiling is the same as, as Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields, as far as I'm concerned. Yes. Is that a, is that a hot take to say or no? I don't, I don't, I have no idea. I think that's the beauty of, of us starting later <laughs> in, yeah. in the process is I, we're, I don't have room for bias. Um, yeah. Yeah. We just watched the tape and we're like, all right, Hey, yeah, we can see clearly right now. Um, and so no, absolutely. Yeah, this is a good place to be in the year for sure. Um, and what I'm, what I'm doing now, what I'm doing now is I'm, when I'm making my rankings, I'm paying far less attention to what other people are saying about a guy as I'm going through my process of evaluation. Right. Like yeah. in past years, it'd be like, oh, I wonder what other people are saying about this guy that I'm watching. And I would go see like, oh, they have him as number three on their list or number two on their list. And that puts some bias in me. I didn't know what anyone thought of Zach Wilson. I knew people loved Trey Lance. Um, and, and so I went in with a little bit higher hopes there, but I didn't know what anyone thought of all of these guys until I, I started watching and, and after I made my, my top six list really. Um, whereas in the past I've, I've done like, oh, okay, I'm going to see what everyone's saying and then have one contrarian guy. If Zach Wilson's contrarian, it's not because I saw where everyone else had him and then put him higher. It's because I truly fell in love with his film. Yeah. I, I, you know, I think I've learned something from Josh Allen and from Justin Herbert. And that is a guy like Zach Wilson stands out because of right. his mentality. And he like, you know, Josh Allen is a psycho. Oh my um, gosh. He's nuts. And you know, like he, he's allergic to checking it down and will just attack and attack and attack. He's like, you know, basically Marshawn Lynch in terms of like running through your face, but just with your arm. Yeah. Um, and, and <laughs> that's, that's such the, a good comparison, but that, you know, that that's, that's, you know, I get those same similar vibes um, from this guy as far as his upside and he can, and he can scoot. Um, you yeah, know, he can't he, he's not, he, you know, <laughs> Did you, I'm sure you saw that play where he like tried to do he tried to juke inside and then spun outside and they got blown up yeah. and then the other one yeah, yeah. where he hurdled um, yeah and he got taken out like although no those fear. are failures although although he failed and you know risky or whatever like I love the idea <laughs> and for me that's enough of yeah you know it says so much more about the guy um, than somebody who just would never try like I don't I've I haven't seen every game of um, all the other quarterbacks, but I don't, I'm pretty sure none of them are straight up hurdling. And he completed the hurdle. He just he got over the guy. Um, he just fell on his face um, at the end. But but as far the, as like yeah, hurdle yak, yeah, he's a uh, he's he's probably a 35 inch vert kind of guy. Um, wow, and you know he's got some juice and yeah, but the mentality and the audacity to try it is what's most important to me. Um, because it reveals a mindset and he's got the yeah. traits and he's got the mindset. So I'm about him. He's, he's got the swagger that he has. If you look at all these, these quarterbacks, right. Um, Trevor Lawrence wears either no sleeves or the double, uh, the double <laughs> half sleeve or whatever. And uh, not and a double Justin, half sleeve guy. That's the worst look. 
Yeah, it's. I mean, it's fine, but it's not like I'm not like, oh wow, what a what a cool quarterback look. Same thing with with Justin Fields. Justin Fields wears the the double the double half sleeve like yeah, uh, a like a Russell one. Wilson wears that. Zach Wilson is wearing one long sleeve and one half sleeve, and yeah. <laughs> just the swag that he has, the headband that he wears. Yeah. You know, like there's yeah. a there's a demeanor. Yeah, man. Yeah. So even That's- though he wasn't. <laughs> The hard, the most difficult team that he played was Coastal Carolina, and he couldn't pull, up and they didn't win. <laughs> um, even though Sorry. that that may be the case, we know that basically anything that you do, uh, college stats wise, or winning winning record wise, doesn't matter because uh, Josh Allen uh, came from Wyoming and was absolutely abysmal there. Um, so yeah. that's not gonna that's not gonna kill me too much. What a what a train wreck there. Yeah, but I mean, he 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 played against Houston. I thought he looked all right against Houston. Um, I don't know what's the what was the final he had. Uh, yeah, he didn't have a great game against um, what's it called against Coastal Carolina, but you okay, know. I'm not I'm I'm unconcerned. He he's it was a close he, game. Yeah, he can do anything you want him to do. Yeah, yeah. there's there's no team. I mean, he's not going to make it to the Bears, um, but like, if the Bears were to try and grab a quarterback not named Deshaun Watson this offseason, it would be Zach Wilson. You know, yeah. that's that would that's be my the wish. dream. That's the dream. Both of us, both of us, want our, our teams to to get Zach Wilson. <laughs> oh, I, Super yeah, I'd go bonkers. If, I'd go bonkers if he was on the Niners. That'd be that'd be awesome. Yeah, and then. But here's what happens: is they they trade Jimmy Garoppolo to the Bears, and uh, oh, hometown hometown Jimmy, what a story! Hometown Jimmy, that'd be that would be I would hate, that, but honestly, but uh, at the same time, it'd be cool. Why would you hate that? Because I don't, I don't want it. he's. You don't like Jimmy, huh? No, I don't like Jimmy that much. No, oh, I mean anyone that I could beat in high school on a team, you know. Yeah, you. I mean. I feel like yeah, you, I feel you like cook, you cook circles around him. Yeah, he did yeah. definitely. He, he had, definitely threw he a had no shot. At least one on me. Yeah, once you once you pulled out the the shredded chicken <laughs> and the, the salsa, man, his team had no was, match. They couldn't keep was, up with that spice with that flavor. No, no, no. Although he was he was incredible. He had like seven seconds to throw every ball because our defensive ends could not get to him. But. That's story for another day. Story for another day. We beat beat Jimmy Garoppolo twenty one to twenty, um, and for that reason, I'm out. Uh, so yeah, Zach Wilson, QB three on uh, QB three on my big board, QB one in my heart, and QB one on the field. He wore number one, so that's what we got. What are we gonna name this show? I don't know. Something about something about Zach. Z- something about Zach. <laughs> uh, all right. Any any follow up? Any anything to to close us out with these quarterbacks? We'll we'll hit more of them. We'll we'll go through and hit the uh, Brady Wright or Brady uh, White. <laughs> Brady Wright <laughs> and, uh, and and some of these other guys, but. We're going to hit the main ones because you're not 
right now you're looking, okay, what does my first round look like? What is my, what does my second round look like? You're not, you're not looking for a um, Sam Ellinger right now. You're not looking at CJ Costello right now. You, you like, you don't care because they're not going to have an immediate fantasy impact. We're going to hit the immediate fantasy impact guys. Um, and then we'll get into sleepers later on. We have plenty of, plenty of time for sleepers. Um, all right, Jetpack. We'll, yeah, we'll see I, if we can line say, up some fun guests uh, this year. Yeah, shout out to Mrs. G. She yeah. made some delicious cookies tonight, topped wow. it off with some Jenny's ice cream. I mean, just knocked <sighs> it out of the park. So we're uh, shout out. we're pretty excited about uh, Mrs. G. I, uh, so I didn't have time to make dinner tonight, so Mrs. F made <laughs> this unbelievable uh, Italian sausage gnocchi. Oh. With uh, some some uh, mozzarella cheese on top, wow! Baked it in the oven, incredible! Wow, a true fieri, a true fieri. So uh, you know, even when even when guy doesn't cook, we're still bringing the flavor in this house. <laughs> Love to hear it. <laughs> All right, jetpack, awesome, uh, awesome, hanging as usual. Do you want to sign us out? Yeah, we are the Fantasy Football Astronauts. The Draft Breakdown Film Room is 100% free. Check it out. It's the best tool of the offseason. I, I have really? no... So I'm... I'm. This is my one of my greatest accomplishments, right? I think... We had this dream. Recreating the telescope was a big deal. Um, but this one is right up there because, you know, ultimately, what do you want to use the telescope for except to watch film? So, mm-hmm. you know, this is basically me redoing that um, 400 years later. Um, so my gift to the listeners, we have a free, fully free film room, um, available on our website. So make sure to check that out. Draft breakdown. Um, yeah. FFastronauts.com slash draft breakdown. The really the only place you need to go for, uh, for your film. It's the only place I'm going. I, I, I almost caught myself. Uh, I, I did catch myself. I was in the habit of going to YouTube and typing, Oh, Let's do Justin Fields' full game film. No. That's oh. a thing of the past. That's archaic waste and disgusting. Time. Yeah, what a waste. <sighs> Huge waste. All right. Sorry, I ruined your sign out. Can you do that uh, again? That was good. Yeah. Uh, we are the Fantasy Football Astronauts. <laughs> we are blasting off again. <laughs>